Okay. So today, oh my goodness, guys. Today we are reading a very famous story. Um, We are in the Monster Stories book. We're in the section called Gruesome Giants and Awful Ogres. And I, (laughs) I know. And do you remember when I was reading you the other series of Greek stories? Um, I read you a story about the Trojan horse, about how these men had made this big horse made out of wood and they hid inside of it. And then the people in the city brought the big horse into their city. And then at night they snuck out of the city and got into a big battle and it was a big surprise. Do you remember that? Okay. So that is kind of the beginning of the adventures of this guy in this story. So today's story is called Odysseus and the Cyclops. And it's from a book called The Odyssey. Odysseus um, is the hero. And he gets himself into like every kind of possible trouble you can imagine. And so this one, this story that he gets into is really, really a scary one. So without any further ado, today's story, Odysseus and the Cyclops, uh, this particular telling is written by Andrew Lang, but it comes from the original Greek story, which I think was written by Homer, or was that the Iliad? Well, anyways, it's an old story, Greek, very old. And here we go. Oh, wait, you're right. It's read today by Mommy and... Jay, the electric ninja from Ninjago. Jay, the electric ninja from Ninjago. Well, please don't electrocute me while I read the story. Promise? Okay, do you promise not to electrocute me while I read? Sure. Sure, okay. Are you ready for an adventure? Yeah, I love any adventure. I know, me Only too. if they're not about giants. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have a problem then because today's story has definitely got a giant in it. We're here and let's talk. Okay. Oh, goodness, be careful. The Greek hero, Odysseus is sailing with his men back from Troy, which was that place where they did the horse, to his own country. And they have stopped at an island to get food and water because they're in a boat. And it takes an awfully long time to get from one place to another place in ancient days. So here we go, picking up there. When they were near the shore, they saw a great cave by the sea. It was roofed in with green laurel branches and seemed to be meant as a place to shelter sheep and goats. Round it, about as high, a high outer wall was built with stones. And, oh, yep, exactly. You can kind of, in your brain, you can picture what it looks like. And tall, leafy pines and oak trees. In this cave... All alone with his flocks and herds lived a huge, hideous cyclops who was named Polyphemus. Now, do you know what a cyclops is? 
Yeah, they're they're giants, but they're a special kind of giant. This giant, a cyclops, is a giant that only has one eyeball. See, humans, we have one, two eyeballs, right? One on either side of our face. But a cyclops was a special kind of monster, a big giant, but he was only he only had one eyeball to see with and to blink with. So I'm guessing when he blinked, he probably missed quite a bit. You ready? Okay. Leaving some of his men to guard the ship, Odysseus took his best warriors with him and went to explore the one-eyed giant's cave. With him, he carried a goatskin full of precious wine that was dark red, sweet, and strong. Soon, they came to the cave, but Polyphemus was not there. He had taken his flocks of sheep off to graze in the green meadows, leaving pens full of lambs and kids in the cave. Now, I can see your face. When I say kids, I don't mean children. Do you know that a kid is a baby goat? That's what they call them. And lambs are baby sheep. That's right. So sheep, baby sheep, and baby goats are here in the pens. Let's continue. Towards evening, Polyphemus came, driving his flocks before him and carrying a huge load of firewood on his back. He cast it down on the floor with a thunderous noise. Odysseus and his men fled in fear and hid themselves in the darkest corner of the cave. When Polyphemus had driven his sheep inside, he lifted from the ground a rock so huge that 22 four-wheeled wagons could not have carried it. With it, the giant blocked the doorway. Then he lit a fire, and when the flames lit up the dark-walled cave, he spied Odysseus and his men. Strangers! Who are you? He asked in his great rumbling voice. Are you merchants or are you sea robbers? The sound of the giant's voice and the sight of his hideous face filled the men's hearts with terror. But Odysseus answered, We come from Troy driven here by winds and waves. Polyphemus said nothing in reply, but sprang up and grabbed hold of two of the men. He ate the two men, bones and all, as if he had been a starving lion. When he finished his meal, he stretched himself out on the ground beside his sheep and goats and slept. Gross! Yuck! Can you believe that he ate some... Yuck, we gotta get rid of this guy. Helpless and... I know. Helpless and horrified, Odysseus and his men had watched the dreadful sight. But when the giants slept, they began to make plans for their escape. All night, they thought what they should do. The next morning at dawn, Polyphemus awoke. He lit a fire milked his flocks, and gave each ewe her lamb. 
Oh, I see. Okay, do you see what he's done here? Is he's taken all the little baby lambs and he's given them to... Do you know what a U is? And I don't mean U, Y-O-U. I mean U-E-W-E. I know, it's a crazy spelling. That means a mommy sheep. Okay. Next, he lifted the stone from the door, drove the flocks out, and set the stone back again. Then, with a loud shout, he turned his sheep and goats towards the hills and left Odysseus and his remaining men imprisoned in the cave, plotting and planning how to get away. At last, Odysseus thought of a plan. By the sheep pen, there lay a huge club of green olive wood, which Polyphemus had cut and was keeping it should be keeping it till it should be dry enough to use as a staff. From this club, Odysseus cut a large piece and gave it to his men to bind down and make smooth. And when they did this, Odysseus himself sharpened it to a point and hardened it, the point, in the fire. When the stake was ready, they hid it among the rubbish on the floor in the cave. Okay, so let me explain to you what that means. So this big guy, this big scary man-eating Polyphemus has a big club that he's making here, right? To go pound things in the head with. And so they have taken a big splinter of it because to a human... Uh, that a club that big is just like a tree trunk, right? Like a telephone pole. We wouldn't know what to do with it. But to a, to a big giant like Polyphemus, that that's about the right size for them to use as a club. So they've taken a big chunk of it, which really is only kind of like a splinter out of that thing. But to us, it would be big enough to be a huge stake. You know, like you'd use to go camping to keep your tent down. Well, watch and see what they're going to do with it. In the evening, Polyphemus came down from the hills with his flocks and drove them all inside the cave. From the shadows on the cave, Odysseus stepped forward, holding in his hands an ivy bowl full of the dark red sweet wine. Drink wine, said Odysseus, and see what drink we carried on our ship. Polyphemus quickly gulped down the strong wine. Give me more, he cried, and tell me your name, stranger. Again and again, Odysseus gave him the bowl full of wine until the strong wine went to the giant's head and made him stupid. See, when people drink too much alcohol, they kind of aren't very smart. They lose control of themselves. And that is what this man here has done. Then Odysseus said, You asked me my name. No man is my name. And no man is what they call me. The giant answered, I will eat. Your friends first, no man. And you last of all. That will be my thanks for your wine. 
Soon, the wine made the giant so sleepy that he sank backwards with his great face upturned and fell fast asleep. As soon as the giant slept, Odysseus thrust the steak he had prepared into the fire to make it red hot. Then, oh dear, he drew the red hot steak out and thrust it into the giant's eye. Yuck, yuck, and more yuck. With a great and terrible cry, the giant sprang to his feet, and Odysseus and the others ran to hide. Mad with pain, he called to the other one-eyed giants who lived in their caves on the hilltops. The giants, hearing his horrid yells, rushed to help him. What is the trouble, Polyphemus? they asked. Who is hurting or trying to kill you? From the other side of the great stone, Polyphemus shouted out, No man is hurting me! Then the one-eyed giants said, If no man is hurting you, then it must be an illness that's making you cry so loud, and this you must bear by yourself, because we cannot help you. And with that... They strode away from the cave and left the blind giant groaning and roaring in pain. Groping with his hands, Polyphemus found the great stone that blocked the door. He lifted it away and sat down himself in the mouth of the cave with his arms stretched out. Sitting there, he fell asleep, and as soon as he slept, Odysseus planned and plotted how best to escape. The rams of the giant's flock were great, strong beasts with thick and woolly fleeces. Do you know what a ram is? It's more than just some guys who play football. It is male sheep and also male goats can be rams too. They're all rams are big, big sheep and they have big horns on the top of their heads that they like to ready for this they like to ram against each other it's where the term butthead comes from because they butt their heads they bonk their heads against each other so really you're just calling someone a goat <laughs> if you say you're being a butthead you're being a goat okay moving on Odysseus tied them together in threes, and under the middle ram of these each three, he tied one of his men. For himself, he kept the best ram of the flock. Odysseus curled himself underneath this ram and clung to it, his face upwards. When dawn came, the rams went out of the cave door to the hills and the green meadows, and as each ship, sheep passed Polyphemus, he felt along its back, but never guessed that the remaining men were bound beneath the thick fleeced rams. Last of all came the young ram to which Odysseus clung. The ram slowly walked on past the savage giant towards the meadows near the sea. As soon as they were far enough from the cave that Odysseus, for Odysseus to let go of the ram, 
and to stand up. There is no time to weep, said Odysseus, and he made his men hurry along board the ship and drive the giant's sheep before them. Soon they were all on board, and the gray seawater was rushing off their oars as they sailed away very quickly from the land of the one-eyed giants. Their hearts were sore because they had lost brave men of their company, but they were also glad that the men had been saved from death at the hands of a cyclops. And wow, wow, wowie, aren't you glad there aren't any cyclopses around here to eat us? Yeah. Yeah. Because all of the cyclopses that might eat us are dead. Well, I have a secret for you. Are you ready for it? It's make-believe. There are no such thing as cyclopses. There have never been any such thing as cyclopses. There have been people in this world who are very big. And there have been people in this world who only have one eye. But there have never been people in this world who are cyclopses. Cyclopses were make-believe. It's true, I know. It's true. And it is also the end. Would you like to say the end? The end! Thank you.